This is the Luminous Podcast. I'm Father Chad Jarnigan, Rector of Luminous Parish. This is a special episode where we're looking at noise and the meaning and depth of stillness and contemplative prayer. a lot of noise around us. We're the makers of it. It's everywhere and it comes in all forms. The noise can lead us to fatigue when we least expect it or are completely unaware of its occurrence. Everywhere on social media, we find it we fall prey to envy bitterness comparison or worse we now live in a time where everyone can voice their opinion their discontent frustration at any given time We also see this as a positive, giving voices to movements that need a voice, standing for issues that may have been marginalized. Most of these mediums, the noise there can be deafening. Here's the tension and the reality. Whether we want to admit it or not, we can now find ways to compare ourselves to one another with which we perceive from any online persona. It's exciting to see where friends are traveling, their view of the ocean, Maybe wishing that we were there and watching kids grow up or watching their version of a sunset. Noise. Think of this. Noise levels are louder than than a shout can damage parts of our inner ear They're called hair cells hair cells act as the doorway of our hearing when sound waves hit them they convert those vibrations into electrical currents that our auditory nerves carry to the brain without hair cells there is nothing for the sound to bounce off of it's like trying to make your voice echo in the desert. We are losing our figurative hair cells in life. Life can 
seem like we're shouting while trying to be heard or seen or acknowledged. Maybe we need to continue learning to be centered with who we are, be still with who we are instead of chasing or competing with the noise around us because all we're doing in that is adding to the decibel level. I did some research thanks to the National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health. Here's some decibel levels. For a ringing telephone, if someone had their mobile phone on and at a normal volume, it'd be around 30 to 40 decibels. A normal conversation in a room, like a restaurant, can be anywhere from 60 to 70 decibels. A lawnmower is normally 90 or more, according to its horsepower. A chainsaw is over 110 decibels. An ambulance siren can be 120. There are many elements that add to the noise and clutter we all sense and feel. Burnout is at an all-time high in most circles. And that's possibly because we're living in unsustainable routines, running at unsustainable paces, and living with deafening noise. With the progression of technology, we're supposed to make productivity easier, right? Well, it can when we allow it to be utilitarian. But when we implement it into our daily routines and even our relaxation states, it can be amplification for some form of unhealthy, balanced clutter. Morgan Freeman, we all love his voice, He says, learning how to be still, to really be still, and let life happen, that stillness becomes a radiance. Silence, stillness, meditation, centering prayer, seeking space to just be. See, these are a few of my favorite things. Yes, it's is a part of my personality. Absolutely. In full disclosure. However, I sense the holy in the slowing margins of life. I know that's difficult when we run out of pace of, especially when you have children, lots of activities and lots of noise are just a part of life. But a pause, a selah, can be more of a sacred encounter than any worship service I've ever been a part of. 
We tend to be more kind, gentle, and compassionate when we aren't grasping for movement and control, notoriety, and what I would call the urgency to be significant. See, don't get me wrong. This isn't an overnight transformation. It's a steady, consistent rhythm and process. So how do we find this path? I'm beginning a series this summer. Meeting with a small group of people early on a Wednesday morning beginning June We're going to look at Ignatian spirituality, which will lean us into a bit of a focus on the Enneagram, self-awareness. Finding sacred rhythms in our life, much like we do at Luminous Parish in this Anglican way, at its core is our hope for communion the communion that we have through prayer, studying of God's holy word, and living in devoted rhythms. Whether it's the daily office or the liturgy itself. Centering prayer is a method of silent prayer that prepares us in a time in which we experience God's presence within us and around us. It's almost even closer than our breathing, closer than thinking, processing on a cerebral level, closer than consciousness itself. This method of Prayer is both a relation with God, a relationship with God, and a discipline to enable our communion. There's a self-awareness that comes along with it so that we can sense God in our daily rhythms and everyday activity. There can be a recalibration that happens in our lives by the intentional ways that we live. As far as centering prayer goes, it is not meant to replace other kinds of prayer. Rather than it adds depth of meaning to all prayer and facilitates the movement from which active modes of prayer, like verbal, mental, and a an effective prayer that into a receptive prayer of resting in God. That centering prayer emphasizes prayer on a personal relationship with God as a movement beyond conversation to communion. Think of the friendships that we've had in our life where You can sit in a room with one another in silence without fear of awkwardness or who's going to say what to break the tension. Those relationships 
can be very far and few between and very precious. You don't have to have a conversation because you're already communing. This is what happens in these rhythms and patterns of centering prayer and contemplative prayer in the sense that we have an awareness that we are communing with God and that itself is a medium of conversation. A source of centering prayer in all methods that's leading to contemplative prayer is it's an indwelling of the Trinity and the Father and the Son, Holy Spirit. The focus of centering prayer is the deepening of that relationship with an active living God. Its effects are wonderfully deep and meaningful. A prayer tends to build communities of faith and bond the people together in mutual friendships and love. So what would be the barrier between us and centering ourselves? Well, go back to what we started with. Noise. Distraction. Fear of losing control. Busyness. If we as the church are going to be who we are and who we say that we are, we must return to our origins. Stilling ourselves will calibrate everything else in our life. We will be more compassionate, more empathetic, patient, and even engaged and more productive. Running at breakneck speeds is unsustainable. There is only one problem on which all my existence, my peace, my happiness, depend. To discover myself in discovering God. If I find God, I will find myself. And if I find my true self, I will find God there. That's the words of Thomas Merton. Many of us can find it difficult to press pause on life. Even give ourselves permission to be still. We feel like we're being unproductive or irresponsible. But the fact is, it's irresponsible to not be still on occasion. There's one thing to find a rich contemplative life, and it's another to simply begin the path. See, making time to slow down and even make an effort to turn down the noise in our life is a good way to start. So consider this. If you have 30 minutes of a commute to work, what that could look like tomorrow or today? What if you took half of that trip in silence? Maybe you already do that. 
if you were to do that, that's 75 minutes of silence. If you were to only take 15 minutes in one way, each day of the work week, 75 minutes of silence that week, just in your commute. 300 minutes of silence per month may be very peaceful, even though you're still navigating and driving, thinking and being mindful of the road. If we spend two hours per day on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, or Instagram, imagine only spending one hour. Use of the other hour to be still, silent, slower pace. That's five hours per week. That's 20 hours a month. So do you think that you can find time? Time finds you. No matter what. So we should find time to invest into our cognitive and spiritual well-being. It's part of our self-care. With the chaos that has come from the season, political climate, and agendas that I'm sure some we resonate with and some we despise, now more than ever, we need to know when to turn on and turn off our amplified sources of information. It's detrimental to our health, regardless of how we feel about it. Noise is affecting us. It's fatiguing us even as we speak. A mindfulness that happens in communion with our God changes us from the inside out. Our temperament, our approach, our view of others. I hope that this has been helpful. Before we finish, there's a few books that have been extremely helpful for me over the years in the context of this conversation. Everything Belongs by Richard Rohr. The Sabbath by Abraham Heschel. Heschel is one of those brilliant voices that has resonated with me through the years. Another would be Contemplative Prayer by Thomas Merton. And another would be The Cloud of Unknowing. This is a book that I'm kind of glad that I didn't read it for the first 15 years of my faith walk. But over the last 15 years, I found it to be incredibly helpful in broadening my view of faith and allowing the Holy Spirit to just be present in my continued formation and really the, the Ignatian spirituality that I find my rhythms in. Thanks for joining us for this special 
episode of the Luminous Podcast. If you're curious or interested in Luminous Parish, you'll find us at luminousparish.com.